that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own, but because ye are not of the world, but, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they not know him that sent me. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and welcome to Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I'm your host for this evening, Chaplain Kevin Graves. I'm with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. Uh, Tonight's topic is down but not out. Again, down but not out. I'm going to be touching on the persecuted church. And again, as we begin every segment, uh, we always start in prayer. At this time, we would like to give thanks to our Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, we thank you. For an opportunity to come before you in prayer, we ask that, Lord, you would send your spirit, Lord, that you would give guidance, Lord, to us in this time, that, Lord, you would reveal supernaturally, Lord, what you have called us to do, Lord, Lord, that you would reveal uh, the, the, the attitude, Lord, and the temperament, Lord, that you have called your people to have, Lord, in this time. For, Lord, as, as things become increasingly difficult, Lord, through trial and tribulation, Lord, natural disaster, Lord, uh, people uh, rising up against one another, Lord. As this world is becoming increasingly uh, evil, Lord, we just ask that, Lord, you would give us a temperament of love, Lord, that you would guide us, Lord, that you would teach us, Lord, how to love, Lord, in these troubling times. That, Lord, you would empower us by your Holy Spirit, Lord, to know what to say, Lord, and to know what to do throughout uh, all times, Lord Jesus, to know what to say and do in our workplaces and in our homes, Lord, in the communities where we live, Lord. Lord, we ask for your instruction. Teach us, Lord. Guide us. For, Lord Jesus, we are nothing without your guiding hand. We are nothing, Lord, without your instruction. And we just ask that, Lord, you would be glorified in and through us. Let your name be lifted up. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and it is a pleasure being with you yet again for another Monday. And uh, I will thank you. Again, I just want to uh, take this time uh, to give thanks to uh, the woman of God and the man of God, uh, Dr. Ganny, and her husband. Um, I I believe in giving uh, honor and respect uh, to where it is due. Uh, It is a pleasure, again, and I want to thank you both for allowing me and, 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 and thanking God uh, for allowing me to uh, be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I don't take this lightly. It is truly a privilege uh, to serve God in any capacity, whether it be uh, on the radio uh, or TV or what have you. 
and I just want to say thank you again, uh, man and woman of God, for uh, allowing me uh, to be a part of uh, what God has instructed you to do in this time. Um, this particular subject, uh, I, I really want to talk about because there's a lot of brothers and sisters out there who who are beat up, who are discouraged, and 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 who feel down. And quite frankly, there there's some brothers and sisters that that want to give up, and they're tired, and they're tired of church, they're tired of people, uh, uh, they're they're just tired, and 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 they just feel that this Christian walk is just not worth it, and and they just feel that there's there's no one around them that that understands them, there's no one around them who who, who cares enough to 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 really uh, uh, know or or even feel. Uh, what they may be going through, and it, it's it's a very, you know, in the end, this Christian walk is very rewarding. Uh, why? Because we, those that follow Christ, uh, uh, when when this body uh, has no more breath and and we leave this world, we 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 know that we will that we will spend eternity in heaven with the Lord. So, um, but knowing this, um, it doesn't make our assignment here on earth. Uh, that much easier, and nor do I believe that it's designed to be. But that being said, um, there are many brothers and sisters out there who just feel like uh, this Christian walk, it, it's just too much for them. And they're on the verge, many on the verge of either backsliding if they've not done it already, or, or they're thinking about it. And they're just thinking about leaving the church. They just can't deal with church people. They they, they just can't deal with 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 the hypocrisy. You know, there there and there are some that believe oh these the, the, the so-called Christians. Uh, you know, they go to church on Sunday. They lift up holy hands. They uh, they identify with a denomination, but they live like a devil. So and there are people who just they're tired of that. And and then there's some that have bounced around from church to church in search of Christ, in search of the Holy Spirit, in search of this relationship. And in many cases, many have not found uh, what they have been searching for. And we must understand something, that our joy is not in anything temporal. It's not in anything physical. It is in God. And yes, unfortunately, uh, there are some who are not mature. There are some Christians who who are very fledgling in their in, in, in their walk with God. They're very cavalier and very casual. And we must understand that as long as we are in this body of flesh, and yes, there is a standard that we must uphold. Uh, there are some that yes will hurt you, and there are some that will even hate you for what God has called you to be and do in this season. Uh, you know, there, there's a scripture in uh, Romans, uh, more specifically, and I'll certainly go there, Romans chapter 1, where it speaks of, now I'm going to shift gears. I'm moving off of uh, from uh, uh, the behavior of the believer to the behavior of the unrighteous. Now, for those who are walking with God, those that are truly walking with God, you are going to encounter trouble. Let me say that again. You're going to encounter trouble. Why? Because there are going to be people who, again, and we must also remember, we're not dealing with people here. Oh, we are dealing with people, but we also have to understand that 
We are dealing with principalities, as I have uh, gone through with you many times. Uh, you know, the scripture uh, tells us, it makes it very, very clear in the book of Ephesians that uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And uh, scripture goes on to tell us, even in Romans, uh, where the word of God says, and uh, you could find this in Romans, uh, uh, Paul's letter to Romans chapter 1, uh, verse 29, it says, Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceitful, malignity, uh, whisperers, uh, verse 30, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, know that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them to do them. Now, now we might even say, well, well, that, that's their excuse. They're unrighteous. They're wicked. What's to be? What what more should we expect from them? They don't know any better. But what about the believer? What about that man or woman of God who goes to church? Someone who who we have gone to church with? Someone who who we labor with? Someone who we pray with? Someone who we fast with? Uh, what's their excuse? And and we and we struggle over this, and we say, but Lord. Uh, look, I'm, I'm receiving, I'm receiving backlash from wicked people, but okay, they're wicked. But then I'm getting backlash from my own people, and, and I just cannot seem to understand what's going on here. And we have to understand that <laughs> we are dealing with a spirit. This is indeed a warfare that, as believers, we have to go through, and. If you think this is something strange, uh, it's not. We have to also look at King David. King David has <laughs> he, he went through. Actually, before he was king, uh, he dealt with persecution uh, uh, from the hands of King Saul. And what's amazing about it, you know, and I, I really love this scripture, and it really does reveal uh, not just the heart of David but also his temperament as well. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to go there. We can go to uh, 1 Samuel, uh, scriptures in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 18, but you can read the entire book just to get a, an idea. Uh, you know, when I look at the life of David, David, for those that may uh, not be aware, um, was a shepherd boy. He, he was a tender of sheep. He worked in the field. And that's what he did. He tended uh, his father, uh, uh, Jesse. He tended the sheep in the field. And why? Because that is that is what he did at that particular point in time in his life. Now, we can only imagine, and I've never tend, tend sheep before, and I can only imagine it's a very nasty, uh, uh, dirty job because, you know, sheep are not the cleanest animals in the world. They're very dirty. Uh, and I and I can't imagine when you're tending sheep and you're and, and, and you're stepping in their business and you're trying to uh, 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 assemble them and trying to keep them in order because they have a tendency, from what I understand, to 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 stray. And it's his responsibility to make sure that uh, they didn't stray far off and that they were kept within some sort of order. And this is what he did. This is what young David did. 
And that was his responsibility. And as we examine his life, and remember, David was anointed. David was called by God, and David was obedient. And even at a very young age, uh, he had encounters with animals. Uh, if you read in the scriptures, uh, he slew a lion, he slew a bear, and, and he did this, mind you, knowing full well that the God of his forefathers, forefathers excuse me, was there to, in essence, protect him. He was very much, even at a young age, very much a, a lover of the things of God. And not just in his, his, his uh, uh, encounter with uh, the lion and the bear, but also in his encounter with the uncircumcised Philistine. And it's amazing how this young lad, you can only imagine, uh, uh, not very tall in stature, uh, uh, approaching this, this this uncircumcised Philistine uh, who was tall in stature and, and having the, enough boldness while the uh, children, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Israelites were, were probably wondering, oh, no, 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 I, I am not going to step to this uh, giant called uh, Goliath uh, for fear that I may be destroyed. And he was the only one who was willing to stand up to take a stance against this this, this giant who was uh, defiling his God. So um, he would not stand for it. And where does David's boldness to, to take a stand? Where does this boldness come? Certainly not within himself, but in, through, but in and through his relationship with God. So my brothers and sisters, I am saying all of this to say that there are going to be people who are going to rise up against you. There are going to be challenges along the way. There are going to be lions. There are going to be bears. Now, there may not be uh, literal lions and bears and uncircumcised Philistines, but work with me here. Uh, there may be circumstances I'm referring to that, that, that you may be faced with where you're going to have to take a stand and you're going to have to say, Lord, uh, th th this may look like a very desperate situation as as dire as it may be, as difficult as it may be, uh, 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 I know that this circumstance will not overcome me. Why? Because, Lord, I, I am your child. Lord, I am your son. I am your daughter. Lord, I pray. I fast, Lord. I'm obedient to you, Lord. You are not going to allow for this circumstance or these people to triumph over me. Why? Because you are a God who, 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 who what? You protect your people. You don't leave your people. You don't forsake them in time of trouble. But, Lord, you walk with them. You're there with them. And that was the mindset of this young shepherd boy. And even in battle, that was his mindset. And, and even in being uh, 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 appointed, if you will, because uh, after young David had, had slew this uncircumcised Philistine, um, uh, uh, Saul asked a question. He said, oh, who, who is this young man the son of? And he, David responded, said that, yes, I am the son of Jesse the Bethlehemite. Bethlehemite. And that was who he was uh, connected to, and that's who he identified himself as. And what was amazing, when I look at the relationship between uh, David, the shepherd boy, and King Saul, uh, there was a point in this relationship early on, early on, where King Saul 
had appointed David over the men of war. And he had set him in a place. And even before that, his son, King Saul's son, Jonathan, okay, had took his, his I guess, his armament or his clothing of war. He, he, the scripture says he stripped himself of his robe that was upon him, and he had given it to David. I liken that to a passing of a, a mantle, if you will, to this young shepherd boy. And then shortly after, King Dave, excuse me, King Saul had appointed young David to be uh, uh, a leader or a chief of the men of war. So I see a transformation here from going to the, the, the sheep herders field to tending sheep to now taking a place of prominence, a place of stature, and a place uh, of, of where God, in essence, was calling him to be. So when we examine this, we see the transformation. We see David going from a shepherd boy, killing a lion, killing a bear, tending sheep, to now being in a place of honor, a place of authority. He was set in a place over men. And I like to believe that when he was in the field tending to the sheep, that was his place of preparation. That was where God was preparing him for his soon, uh, soon-to-be leadership roles. So he went from leading sheep to now leading men. And what's also interesting is uh, <laughs> being that David was placed in this position of authority, soon later the people – of Israel, the, 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 the children of Israel started to raise or lift up David. Case in point, there was a word going around and there were there was singing and dancing and, and rejoicing and, and people were saying, well, uh, uh, Saul had slain his thousands and, and David his ten thousands. And, and from this, Saul hearing this became annoyed. Now, mind you, this is not David's fault. David was put in place by King Saul, but even before then, Saul, uh, 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 David was appointed by God long before David had even entered the womb of his mother. So now David, receiving the accolades from from uh, his victories in battle, is now going from the love to now the hated. And the scripture says that King Saul, after hearing, people were saying, oh, Saul slayed his thousands, uh, David his ten thousands, and becoming displeased and becoming angry. Now, all of a sudden, there's a love-hate relationship. There's a love-hate relationship between King Saul and David, interestingly enough. So now jealousy begins to take root. The spirit of jealousy begins to take root in King Saul. And now, slowly but surely, his trust, King Saul's trust in David, begins to deteriorate. So I'm saying all of this, my brothers and sisters. I'm giving you scripture. I, I, I'm, I'm saying all. I'm sharing all of this with you, because there are some people out there, and I'm going to bring this to the present. That was then. This is now. That we, we need to look at this and say we have learned absolutely nothing because we go. We're going through the same thing even within the house of God today. There are some anointed people who have been placed. In positions of authority, whether it be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, and, and, and God has 
uh, really anointed these men and women of God, and the people who have appointed them are starting to see that God is really moving in and through these men and women of God, and these people who appointed you are now becoming jealous of you. Now, I just want to say that the Bible is not, this is not just scripture, Old Testament scripture for the times of King David and Saul. No, this is relative now. And we can apply this scripture now. Well, so when I'm telling you what this happened then, but this is also happening today. This is 21st century. Nothing has changed. We have people, we have people in leadership who are hating on people who are anointed and appointed by God and who God is using to bring healing and deliverance to people. And now those people who are over those individuals are hating on those individuals. Why? Because of that anointing. Why? Because of, wow, oh, look, thank you, woman of God. Oh, God bless you. May God continue to empower your ministry. May God, may God continue to, to, to bless you and, and, and move you forward. And those people who, uh, again, put us in these positions, why? Because they saw something different. They not just saw something different, but God gave them an instruction. They followed it, and they followed God's instruction. God told them to do it, and yet they hate us. It doesn't make sense. So what I'm telling you today, what I'm sharing with you, is that you're not alone. What you're going through is is biblical, and you're not alone in your struggles, and there are men and women of God who are going through this who are hated. Why? Because of the anointing. They are hated. Why? Because uh, uh, the, the people around you uh, may, 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 may be clamoring for you, and it's important that we keep our focus and not get uh, or become consumed with the voices of the people, which is what happened to King Saul, which is why he fell out of uh, a favor with God. There are there are a couple of reasons why kings like uh, while King why King Saul fell out of favor with God. Much of uh, this has to do with uh, his disobedience. Uh, one example is uh, when uh, he had received word from the prophet Samuel to slay the Amalekites. And and he did not follow the instruction, and he did not uh, slay every man, woman, and child, and and and, and beast. But instead, he he held uh, he he didn't slay the king uh, of the Amalekites, and he kept some of the spoil. So because of his disobedience, and because of the fact that King Saul listened to the people, uh, he brought this 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 uh, anger uh, uh, from God upon himself. So Saul's disobedience led to. Uh, uh, much of his pain and much of his uh, 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 breaking away, or God breaking away from him, rather. And um, getting back on topic, I do want to say to my brothers and sisters out there who are going through this, who are feeling down, who are feeling rejected, who are feeling that they cannot trust those around them, and and, and who feel that they have to flee from those around them, who feel that that uh, 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 because of this call that's on your life, it has brought you all sorts of anguish. It has brought you all sorts of pain. Well, welcome to the family of God, because uh, as Jesus went through much uh, of, of this type of persecution, those around you, I'm sorry to say, uh, are going to hate you, uh, and they are going to despise you, and they're going to be jealous of you. And yes, they're going to probably try to throw a javelin at you in a sense where they're going to speak uh, negatively of you. So yes, understand you may be 
Uh, you may feel rejected. You may feel as if uh, you don't have any friends. You may feel as if you're alone. But understand, you have a friend in Christ. You have a friend in Jesus and that he is there for you and he is there to lift you up and encourage you. And you do have a remnant out there who you can trust. Yes, uh, they may be few in number, but they are out there. They are out there. And, and, and I want to speak to all of those prophets and all of those apostles and pastors and teachers and evangelists that, yes, you do have a friend in Jesus. And, yes, uh, the Lord will send help in time of trouble. And, you know, you know it's amazing. You know, even in time of trouble, uh, you know, uh, David still had, you know, his dear friend Jonathan, you know, and, and it was a really uh, a close relationship with Jonathan. And uh, sometimes, you know, we need these kinds of friendships. You know, maybe there's just that one person who you can count on. You know, maybe, they, maybe you have that Jonathan, you know, that one person who you can rely on in time of trouble. And thank God for those Jonathans out there. Thank God for those people who who, who truly care about your struggle, who truly care uh, about uh, who God has called you to be in this time. So um, I do at this time want to open up the phone lines for any questions and comments on tonight's subject, which is down but not down but not out. At this time, I would like to open up the phone lines. Uh, Caller, you are on the air. If there's no one on the air, then I'll certainly move forward. Call you on there. God bless you. If there's no one on the air, then I'll certainly move forward. Okay, I'm going to move forward. Amen. Amen. So, my my brothers and sisters, again, we are indeed a hated people. And the reason why we are hated, because we must understand what Scripture tells us. We This walk with Christ, and when we examine the life of the prophets, when we examine the life of those people who were faithful to the things of God, we have to understand, even Stephen, in, in the Acts of the Apostles, here was a, here was a, a young man who, who he acknowledged God, he loved God, and, and he laid down his life. And he even prayed for those who, who, who were uh, uh, stoning him. Uh, we have to understand that as the stones come your way, and again, these may not be physical stones, and in some cases they are physical stones, uh, depending on where you're at. Now, these could be, again, as I said earlier, uh, false accusation. People who who are trying to tear you down, who are trying to say, "Who are you?" To you know, to 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 uh, 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 say that, "Oh, you're this prophet," or "Who are you to say to to label yourself as an apostle?" Look, we're not labeling we're not labeling ourselves as anything. This is who God has called us to be. So, uh, for those individuals who hate you because of your call, who hate you because of your title who hate you because of where God has positioned you, my brothers and sisters, this goes with the calling. It is a part of it. For those people who are even new in Christ, understand, my brothers and sisters, there are many people out there who, who are listening now who are new to the body of Christ, who have just given their life to Jesus Christ, and, and, and they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and they're eager to get out there and to, and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and hand out tracts. And it's fun now. Yes, it's fun. You know, it, I, I, I liken this to 
uh, a relationship between a man and a woman in the early going when there's candy and there's flirting and there's and there's dating and there's hugging and and, and you're just and you just can't wait to see one another. You're so much uh, 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 longing to be in one another's presence, and it's early in the relationship, and everything is fine. But as the relationship grows, trouble comes. How do we handle that trouble? Do we run from it or do we embrace it and say, okay, together, let's work this out together. Let's work out our differences and let's come together you know, and, 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 and let's try to solve and, and, and work things out here. It's the same thing early on in our Christian relationship. Uh, when we are in a relationship with God, we think, that wow, this is the, this is what I've always wanted, you know, to be a part of a church body, to 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 follow God and to learn more about Jesus, and in the beginning it's great and we're very excited about it, and then we find out that wow, okay, this is very complicated now, and you may even become discouraged, you may even become bitter and say, wait a minute, this is not what I signed up for, and yes. It's very, very difficult. Let me tell you something. If you have not been tried by fire, then you need to seriously look at your Christian walk. If you have not gone through any sort of trouble, any sort of uh, uh, difficulty, if people are not saying, you know, I liked you better when when you were a sinner, then uh, if, if you're not going through troubles, then maybe you need to seriously evaluate your Christian walk because if if you're a Christian and you're truly walking with Christ and you're truly a part of this body, my brothers and sisters, I assure you, you will be afflicted. I promise you. Hang in there. Trouble's coming your way. So uh, sorry to put it like that, but I have to. So um, that being said, we must know two things. Number one, God before us. Who could be against us? Now, we may say, well, mm, I have trouble on my left, trouble on my right, but, Lord, I know you're for me. I know you're there with me, and I know you're going to walk me through this. This takes maturity. I know. We may not see all of this in the beginning. These are words that, you know, I'm throwing around right now. But, again, we have to get to a place, and it may take some time before we get to that place. It may, it may take for you to get knocked down. And get right back up again But don't stay down Yes, you're going to get knocked on your face You're going to get knocked on your backside You're going to shed some tears And, 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 you, and you may even say some things you may even regret But my brothers and sisters just know That there's no condemnation No condemnation to those who are in Christ So when you go through trial and tribulation When you get knocked down Don't remain down Say no, uh-uh I'm not going to allow for, 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 for Satan to make a mockery out of me and my God because, well, we certainly know God is not mocked, but he's, <laughs> you're, you're not going to say, mm-hmm, see, I knocked you down. Now I dare you to get back up so I can knock you back down again. You say, no, 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 Satan, first of all, you're not knocking me down, okay, all right, because the God that I serve, okay, he's going he's gonna to lift me back up. And, and you know what? And I'm not getting back up even in my own strength. It is God that gives me the strength to stand. Because as far as I'm concerned, 
without the spirit of God, without his power, without his his his, his holy spirit, just hey, I can do nothing. So it is Christ that gives you strength to war against devil, uh, to war against the devil. It is Christ that that gives you the insight and the power and the wisdom and the discernment and the revelation to to be able to to war against Satan. We can't war against Satan in our own strength. We can't war against the spirit. We can't war because if you let me tell you something, it's not that you're warring against Satan. You're warring against a realm. You're warring against a a a a a a a a, a, a dominion. And it's so much bigger than us. So that being said, all the more reason we can't fight this type of fight, number one, carnally, because the Bible tells us for the weapons of our warfare are not what carnal. They are mighty through God. For what purpose? For the pulling down of strongholds. So scripture is telling us that in our own human frailty, in our own human bodies, we cannot fight this war with fists. We cannot fight this war with, 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 with guns and knives. That we must fight this war in the spirit. And when we fight this war in the spirit, now we are fighting. It's now spirit against spirit. It is not flesh against spirit because this flesh cannot war against things of the spirit realm. So that being said, when we're fighting in the spirit, we're fighting with spiritual weapons. We're fighting with spiritual weaponry and arrows and darts, and we're calling on the, the, the angels of war, and we're calling on the Holy Spirit to war and to tarry and to tear down principalities and dominions, and we're warring in tongues. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because in the name of Jesus, we have, a, we have the power and we have the authority to tear down principalities, to tear down dominions. And this is what God is telling us to do in his book. This is the warfare that we have to fight. So my brothers and sisters, yes, you may be knocked down, but it is important that you not remain down, that you not remain in that place of darkness, that you not remain in that cave, but that you get on your face before God and you say, Lord, help me in this situation. Help me, Lord. Help my mind, Lord. I, 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 you know, I may be new to the Christian faith, and Lord, I don't know how to pray in tongues. Lord, I don't know how to invoke your presence. I don't know how to tear down principalities and dominions and, and dealing with spiritual wickedness and how well, I don't know how to deal with this, Lord, but Lord, I'm just asking, Lord, that you would, Lord, that Lord, that you would give me the strength, Lord, that you would give me the direction, Lord, that Lord, you would give me revelation and how I'm to deal with these particular uh, 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 principalities and, 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 and spiritual wickedness. Lord, help me how to fight in the spirit. And a lot of us don't know how to do this. So a lot of us, we get knocked down and we stay down. Why? Because we don't know how to fight. We we don't have, because we try, we think our warfare is against people, so we're fighting, and that's why we're losing. Hallelujah, my brothers and sisters, we're losing the war because we're fighting against the wrong enemy. We're fighting against each other instead of fighting against these realms, these demonic realms, and this is why, unfortunately, in many cases, we are losing. This is why, again, the church in many cases is, is, is bleeding, and it's, and it's losing its members, and it's losing its power, if it had any power at all, and it's losing its strength. And the church is just, 
and it's become desolate. It has become a place, if you will, of dry bones. And, and, and God has not called us to, to be in a place of dry bones. He has not called us to remain in a down state. He has called his people to be bold like, 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 like a young David. This David. And I, there's a reason why I went to that scripture because I, I, I'm trying to picture my brothers and sisters, this child. This young, this youth, if you will, wasn't a child, he's a youth. And this youth approaching this grown man (laughs) and with boldness. And this, I, I try to picture, and without fear. So can you picture this youth who approached this this Philistine in, in battle array? In full battle array, because he was because he was about to go into war against the Israelites, and here comes this youth with with, with stones approaching him. I can only imagine that this, this Goliath must have. He, he laughed, and he said, "Is, is this is, is this all you have? <laughs> That's all they needed." Because that youth approached that uncircumcised Philistine, not in his own strength, but in the name of the Lord. So we looked at the youth and laughed because physically, there's just no way. But it wasn't so much his stature as much as it was what was in him and who was with him. Too many times, beloved, yes, we look at the stature, we look at the outer appearance, and we laugh and we say, no. Him, her, anointed, you, you're going you're gonna to send him, you're going to send her, this person is anointed to do what? To go where? Ha! What makes it so? Ha! He stood in authority. He stood with power. He stood with conviction. And removed the head, took his sword, hey, and slew him with his own, cut off his own head with his sword. Hey, in the name of God. So my brothers and sisters, yes, people may look at you and laugh. People may look at you and say, huh, who sent you? But you come in the name of the Lord. You don't come alone. You come with power and you come with authority. And yes, people are going to look at you and they're going to and they're going to marvel at the power. They're going to marvel at what God is doing in your life. And they're going to hate you for it. And they're going to say, "Who you? Who ordained you to be a prophet. Who ordained you to, to, to this particular office? And they're going to, excuse me, and they're going to be people who are going to hold you back because of this. So not only are you going to have people who are going to want to uh, 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 hold you back, you're going to have people who are going to try to destroy that gift that's in you. So if they don't try to destroy you physically, they, they, they're, going to, they're going to try to destroy you spiritually. Well, Chaplain, how, how are they going to do that? Sit you down. 
Sit you down. Easy. Have you doing the work that you hmm, are not called to do? Put you in places where God has not called you to be? Now, I'm not saying that what work you may be doing within the house of God is not benefiting the body as a whole. But is what but is that what God has called you to do? So if I sit you down and suppress what God has called you to do, in essence I am killing that call that's in your life because that's not what God has called you to be. Because if you're a prophet and you're doing the work of an evangelist or a teacher, now can you flow in that same gifting? Sure, absolutely. But if I have someone said, the Spirit of the Lord has said that you're a prophet of the Lord, and I know this, then else. So now I'm in disobedience to what God has said to me by having you sit in some other capacity. I hope you're getting this tonight. I really, I pray, I pray, my brothers and sisters, that you are getting this tonight. I hope in the name of Jesus that I'm articulating this perfectly, not just bringing you scripture, but I want this to, I want you to be able to apply the scripture to your life. I don't want you just taking scripture and saying, mm, okay, yeah, or, all right, yeah, okay, I get it. I want you to take this scripture and I want you to really apply it to your own existence. I want you to apply it to your own life and I want you to be able to move with it. So th- this is more than just giving you a topic, okay, down but not out. Okay, all right, persecution of the church. All right, all right. Uh, look, it's not about this. It's about taking what you have learned on Kingdom Empowerment Radio and moving forward, doing kingdom assignment with it. What have I learned? Okay, yeah, okay. All right, I could take that. Okay, um, yes, it said a lot. What can you take from each topic that you're hearing on Kingdom Empowerment, Empowerment Radio, whether you're hearing it from me or you're hearing it from a, another host? Bottom line here, is that when you, okay, at the end of the night, you say, okay, you know what? Yes, I learned something. I can use that. I can use A. I can use B. I can use C. That is the the, 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 the real uh, uh, breadth, if you will. That is the real uh, meat on the bones of why uh, Dr. Ganny and why uh, Kingdom Empowerment Radio uh, has been brought uh, into play here. It is important that our brothers and sisters, that whoever listens, uh, not just Christians, but whoever listens to this program is empowered by the Holy Spirit that, can, that, 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 that is moving forward in understanding not just biblical principle, but also how people think and what and the behavior and the temperament that we are to follow. It is very, very important that we are not so spiritual that we are of no earthly good. That is the message that, again, uh, Kingdom Empowerment Radio is trying to convey. I want to give you spiritual food. That's good. But I also want to talk to you as a man, and I want to talk to you as a woman. So um, that's why, again, I, I really want to stress the importance of applying Scripture to everyday life. So it's more than just giving you scripture and quoting scripture and being able and being able to give you the breakdown, but to use this particular topic 
break it down to you and being able to apply it to your everyday life. So now when you move forward in Christ, you move forward in victory. And when you see things happen in your life and you see things happen in your Christian walk and you see how people are reacting to you, you say, ah, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for what you're saying. Yes, I I do recall not just what you heard on Kingdom Empowerment Radio, but what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Because I don't want you to just uh, uh, fall back on what we're saying here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. We want you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. We want you to be able to hear from God for yourself. Do not become so reliant on a house of worship. I'm not speaking against the church. I'm not speaking against the importance of, of, of our church attendance. It's important. But I want you to be able to hear what God is saying in this season for yourself so you are not deceived. There's going to come a time when even the most elect of God are going to be deceived. So it is very important that you're able to hear God for yourself. That is what we're stressing here. And at this time, I would like to open up the phone lines for the remainder of the 15 minutes that we have on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. If there's any callers on the air, uh, on the on the phone lines at this time, caller, you're on the air. If not, I will move forward. Caller, you're on the air. God bless you. If there's any callers on the air, if not, I will move forward. Okay. All right, moving forward. Amen, amen. So, yes, my brothers and sisters, that is the reason why uh, we do what we do here at Kingdom Empowerment uh, Radio. So for all those new believers out there, for all those, and you don't even have to be a new believer, you don't even have to be a new believer, I do want to say that this persecution, when I say persecution of the church, uh, I said that early on in, 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 the, uh, in the segment, uh, the persecution of the church. I'm referring to the people of God now. I'm referring to the true believers. I'm, I'm referring to those who have, who have committed their lives to Jesus Christ, who have said, Lord, I surrender all to you, and, 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 and in you I live and in you I die. I'm talking about those individuals. Who, who who are anointed of God, who are called by God, that as you walk with the Lord, yes, there's the church is going to receive trouble. The church is going to be persecuted. The church is going to be tested. And and this again, as I said to you, is something that again we are going through and are going through now and will continue to uh, to go through until we are caught up. So um we as believers, and I firmly feel, and, and this is my opinion, and I'm probably not alone on this, is that when we see a church, and again, we're talking about a, a, a body of believers, when we see a church that is persecuted, you know, I, I liken this to what Jesus had gone through on his way to Golgotha, and where he had to carry a, 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 a Roman form of crucifixion across with him. And he was bloodied and, and he was made to wear a crown of thorns and, and his, he was in a broken state. And, and there was even a time as, as he was approaching Golgotha that uh, uh, Simon, 
the Serene had, had assisted him uh, in, in, in his uh, journey. And we can use that as a point of reference. And I think it's noteworthy here that there are many who are in a bruised and bloodied state for Christ's namesake. There are many who, uh, again, are, are carrying a cross. And in many cases, that cross is imprisonment overseas. Case in, in many cases, uh, that cross is uh, governmental persecution. In many cases, uh, that cross is martyrdom So, and or, or even isolation. So we see this. We hear about it. We hear about our brothers and sisters overseas uh, who are being martyred for Christ's namesake. And we need to understand that this is what Christianity is about. Yes, it's about Christ. Yes, it's about love. Yes, it's about uh, 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 the love of God. Yes, the judgment of God. But it, it is about sacrifice. It is about laying down one's life for your friend. And a lot of us, you know, are we willing to die for Christ's namesake? Are you, yes, thank you. Are you willing to die for Jesus Christ? Now, I've got to really think about that now, because, Lord, if I die, who's going to take care of my family? Jesus says, well, he that loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Are we willing to lay down everything for Christ? Lord, am I willing to be persecuted, ridiculed, slandered? Am I prepared for, 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 for the backbiters? The haters, those, those proud, boastful people who are going to say all oh, uh, uh, manner of evil concerning me and the God that I serve, can I deal with them? Do I have the mindset? Do I have the heart to love them? Tells us if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. Are we in a place where we can do that right now? Or when we're thrown in a cave, or when we're kicked down, when we're abused, cast out, how do we respond? What is our response to adversity? What is our response to being thrown in a pit? Do we have the mindset to say, okay, all right, Lord, I don't get this. You know, I'm serving you faithfully, mind you, and, 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 and I, I don't understand why I got to go through this. Some may even have fallen sick. But, Lord, I'm serving you. Lord, why should why I have to battle with this, this, this cancer, this sickness? Well, I, I, I don't understand I don't understand all of this. I don't get this. I'm serving you faithfully, Lord. I can't serve you in the grave. I'm still trying to get this. I'm talking about me. He said, because, he said, Lord, 
Is this it? Is there more? Yeah, there's more, but I want you, I need you right here. And it may be uncomfortable. It may prick at you a little bit. But right now, I need you right here. That's not easy. It's not easy when you have an ambition. Oh, I want to go to Africa. Yes, I want to preach the gospel. I want to be like Reinhard Bonnke. Hey, I want to go to Lagos and, 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 and evangelize to Africans. I want to go to South America. Hey, I want to be like uh, 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 Carlos Anacondia. Preach the gospel. Cast out demons. Okay. Cast out them demons in your house. Cast out them demons right there to <laughs> get on your face and pray. Because right now you need deliverance. You need healing. You have demons. Fix your own house first. Before you want to go to a continent. My brothers and sisters, for the last five minutes, I don't want to sound like a know-it-all or I'm some sort of authority on this sort of thing, because trust me, I'm not. Far from it. (laughs) I'm in the classroom just like everybody. And I'm still trying to get or understand certain things about God. I I can't fully comprehend. We know some things of the Lord. We have his... We we have his Bible, his his scripture, and you know that has been translated, and and of course we have prayer and we have fasting, and when he speaks to us, but to know him in his totality, uh, well, uh, we're still very much a work in pro uh, work in progress. We know he's good, and you know we look at the Word of God, and I'm going to share something with you. Uh, that had actually bothered me <laughs> regarding uh, scripture. It's in First Samuel chapter 18, since we're on the subject of the character and nature of God. And the word of God says, And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. You know, um, it took me a while to say, oh, Lord, an evil, let's look at that, an evil spirit from God, but, Lord, I thought you were good. I thought you were good and merciful, slow to anger, full of mercy and truth, but an evil spirit from God. So, now, people will look at that and say, wait a second now, you just said God was good, but an evil spirit from God? So that means he's evil. Well, There are many that will think that. In order to get the answer to that, you can look in verse 8, and the scripture says, And Saul was raw, and the saying displeased him, and he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can ye have more but the kingdom? That's a question. So it wasn't that a a good-natured, just, righteous, holy God has an evil spirit. Understand, this is why we must understand a translation, because people will look at that and say, mm, God has an evil spirit, that he's evil. No. 
Saul was wroth. He was displeased. He was troubled. So in essence, an evil spirit, in essence, God allowed to now afflict Saul. So it wasn't so much what God put in him as much as it was what God allowed. So it was, again, it is that which is permitted. Because remember now, uh, remember if we go to the book of Job, remember, Satan could not afflict Job unless what he received permission. So we have to understand it is not an evil spirit in a sense that God's, boop, okay, evil spirit. As much as it is the permission that God had granted to the evil spirit to now afflict. Because now, because beforehand, his, his, his character, the, the character of Saul was already displeased and it was off. Saul showed himself to be disobedient, and he showed himself to be angry. He was he had jealousy in him. He was jealous of 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 King David. Not King David. But he was jealous of David. He wasn't king yet. And a spirit, in essence, entered into him. So it was something that was already there. Wrath, evil spirit. Remember, the spirit worked with what was already in him. And then later, and that's when the javelin came came about. So wrath, jealousy, to now hatred. And that's what the adversary works with. The adversary works with that which is already in you. So God is not evil. So when we say evil spirit of God, we're not talking about uh, God who is good having an evil spirit and afflicting uh, 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 King Saul This spirit Again was God allowed for the spirit Why? Because of this Nature that Saul Had taken on Again he was wroth He was displeased He was disturbed with the fact He became jealous of the fact That, that David was receiving All of this attention So that's what I wanted to say and um, I certainly hope this segment of Kingdom Empowerment has been a blessing. And brothers and sisters, no matter how down you may be feeling right now, no matter how out you may be feeling right now, uh, just know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I, I highly recommend, if you're feeling away, that you get into your prayer closet. Set aside a time of fasting. Say, Lord, I don't like the way I'm feeling. I know this is not the, the, the type of feeling you have called me to have. And, Lord, I'm just asking that deliver me, Lord. If there's any areas in my life where I need healing, where I need deliverance, Lord, that you, 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 you would expose those areas, Lord. So for those who are feeling hurt, for those that are feeling rejected and betrayed because of the calling that is on your life, again, set aside a time of, of consecration. Set aside a time of prayer and fasting and get into your prayer closet. And, and, and don't be dismayed by what's going on around you. As the scripture says, think it not strange. Because, again, when, when, when you said yes to God, it, 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 you, are, you are in essence, uh, you are invoking the wrath of, of, of Satan and, 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 and his realm upon you. This is what happens. And now that walk, that, that, that yes that you said to God is going to come under fire. 
You are going to be tried and tested. Your faith and your walk will come under fire. Why? Because this is a battle and a war, a spiritual war for your soul. Satan is not going to let you go easily. But God has a purpose. And Satan, Satan he can only afflict you. He can only discourage you and, and, and bring about confusion. Why? Because that's his assignment, to steal, kill, and destroy. But God is greater, and he has a purpose for you. So with that being said, I want to, again, thank uh, Dr. Ganny and uh, Mr. Ganny for, again, uh, uh, giving me this opportunity to be a part of Kingdom Empowerment Radio and to share with you this evening uh, tonight's topic, Down But Not Out. For any uh, additional questions or comments, uh, feel free to email me at pkwgraves at gmail.com. That, again, that's pkwgraves at gmail.com. And let's keep uh, our brothers and sisters in prayer who have been impacted by natural disasters, uh, earthquakes, hurricanes, etc. There are a lot of people who have been displaced. There are a lot of people who are without homes, who are without uh, lighting, uh, who are without uh, 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 shelter and food, uh, clean drinking water. Uh, we, we really need to lift up uh, not just the United States of America, but we need to lift this world up in prayer. Why? Because there are people who, who God truly loves and truly cares about, and there are those that feel that God has uh, rejected them and has forgotten about them, and they need to know that this gospel, this gospel is a gospel of love, and they need to know that God has not forgotten about them. So keep our brothers and sisters in prayer. Uh, continue to intercede for one another. Continue to love one another uh, unconditionally. And again, this is Chaplain Kevin Graves on Kingdom Empowerment Radio with you every second and fourth Monday of each month. It has been a pleasure being with you again. God bless you. I love you. And I'm looking forward to spending time with you again, again, every second and fourth Monday of each month. This is Chaplain Kevin Graves saying good night, God bless, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you again real soon. Bye now.